0: I don't believe it why would the cia put out this story i'm not sure they put it out i think the democrats are putting it out what democrats they'd never well I don't know why i came here tonight i got the
1: feeling that something right No it ain't. i'm so scared in case i fall off my chair and i'm wondering how i'll get down the stairs let me choke uh, us to the right Here yes, I am stuck in They're everywhere From Pacifica Radio
0: in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in L.A. Up in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast and 106.7 FM KSO in Cottage Grove. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania, on 93FM WLRI. In Hawaii, on 88.5FM KAKU in Maui. In Columbus, Ohio, on WGRN 94.1FM. In Palenville, New York, 102.9FM WLPP. In, KZAC, um, in Bellingham, Washington, on KZAC's 94.9FM. And in Minneapolis, St. Paul, on AM 950 ktnf the progressive voice of minnesota we're also heard coast to coast and around the globe streaming on the progressive voices channel netroots radio indie media weekly fyi nation nicole sandler.com radio free brooklyn gdpr revolution 99 detour talk radio monterey and radio sputnik blanketing planet earth five days a week i'm glad you could join us I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow says me from bradblog.com. All right, we've got news coming up in a bit. Unfortunately, none of it good on the attempt at an unprecedented presidential election recount in Wisconsin, in Michigan, and in Pennsylvania, with court decisions in two of those states since we last spoke— That's coming up shortly. Uh, Neither of those decisions are encouraging for those of us crazy folks who believe that citizens ought to be able to oversee and verify election results otherwise reported only by computers run by the government and private corporations and never verified by any actual human beings. But first... Uh, A number of news items, actually, of note broke just after airtime on Friday. That's been happening a lot lately. Uh, You likely already heard that The Washington Post released what's been regarded as a blockbuster report on Friday night, uh, charging that a, quote, consensus of U.S. intelligence organizations believe Russian state actors, in other words, the Russian government, actively attempted to influence the U.S. election on behalf of Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton. According to leaks from congressional sources briefed on a U.S. intelligence assessment earlier this year, quote, actors known to the intelligence community and part of a wider Russian operation to boost Trump and hurt Clinton's chances, provided WikiLeaks with thousands of emails from the DNC and Hillary Clinton's campaign chair, John Podesta. The intelligence assessment, however, was not released publicly. The Obama administration said on Friday, as we reported here, that they were preparing a report to be given to Congress and maybe to the public before the president leaves office in January. In the Washington Post report... Uh, They cite uh, the the CIA has concluded in a secret assessment that Russia intervened in the 2016 election to help Donald Trump win the presidency rather than just to undermine confidence in the U.S. electoral system, according to officials briefed on the matter. It is the assessment of the intelligence community that Russia's goal here was to favor one candidate over the other to help Trump get elected, said a senior, a non unnamed senior U.S. official briefed on an intelligence presentation made to U.S. senators. Quote, that's the consensus view. For their part, Team Trump dismissed the Post's reporting out of hand, charging that it comes from the same people who were wrong about Saddam Hussein, having weapons of mass destruction, and besides, as they said in their statement, the election ended a long time ago in one of the biggest Electoral College victories in history. It's now time to move on and make America great again. Of course, the election didn't end a long time ago. In fact, it hasn't even happened yet, in truth, Uh, at least not until the Electoral College actually votes on December 19. But as to the charges that these are the same people... That, Saddam Hussein, uh, that said that uh, Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, there is at least some truth to that. Writing in response to the Washington Post's report on Friday night, Marcy Wheeler, who has spent years investigating and, frankly, being correct about the George W. Bush administration's misused intelligence about WMD in Iraq, she compared the leaked information over the weekend to the leaked information citing aluminum tubes purchased in Iraq before we invaded there after 9/11 as uh, evidence that they were uh, creating nuclear weapons those aluminum tubes that's how they were used that in any event uh, was happened even though the intelligence assessment About Those tubes had actually cast doubt on that cherry picked evidence that was otherwise publicly used by the Bush administration to justify war. So is something similar being done here with this leaked intelligence now charged uh, charging that Russian uh, or at least that Russia acted to help Donald Trump defeat Hillary Clinton in this year's elections? Joining us now to help us understand all of this and what we know and what we don't know about it all is Marcy Wheeler of EmptyWheel.net. She's an independent journalist who has been covering legal issues surrounding national security, civil liberties, and presidential politics for years. She's been a contributor to The Guardian, Salon, The Progressive, The Intercept, and others. And she's the author of Anatomy of Deceit, How the Bush Administration Used the Media to sell the Iraq war and out a spy. Well, that book might be uh, suddenly a helpful reference guide again these days. Marcy Wheeler, welcome back to the broadcast.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, All right. You have spent years reading into uh, reporting on secret intelligence assessments, including the mischaracterization of that uh, infamous assessment used to justify war uh, on Iraq. Uh, following what has turned out to be regarded as an explosive Washington Post report on another secret assessment now based on the leaked information Friday night. You you cited those old uh, aluminum tubes issues from the Iraq war in a post headlined, Unpacking the New CIA Leak, Don't Ignore the Aluminum Tube Footnote. So before we get your thoughts on what we know and don't know so far about these uh, allegations against Russia, uh remind us of that old aluminum tubes footnote and how the real intelligence assessment uh was mischaracterized i guess uh is the best way to put it by the uh Bush administration to help uh the u s go to war in Iraq over a decade ago
2: well uh just so I distinguish that i'm that my view does not back donald trump <laughs> that i've been accused of in the last mm-hmm. couple of days um If you recall that that as Bush was rolling out his plan for an an Iraq war, Dick Durbin said, can we have an NIE before we go to war? Can you go and make sure that everyone in the the intelligence community agrees on this?
0: A national national intelligence assessment, is that right?
2: Estimate, yeah. NIE, yeah. Which is precisely what President Obama, which is what is understood that Mm -hmm. President Obama called for last week. Mm -hmm. So... Um, President Obama, the White House makes a, a formal announcement: "Hey, we're going to do an NIE on Russia," and then later that day, this big story in the Washington Post. So at the time, if you, if, uh, I, everyone mm-hmm. remembers it like it's seared in our brain. But in mm-hmm. early September 2002, before the NIE was done, somebody leaked to the, to the New York Times and said, "Intelligence: The Spooks all believe that these tubes are intended for a nuclear weapon." Mm-hmm. And then Dick Cheney and Condi Rice and Donald Rumsfeld went on the Sunday TV and they said, look, oh, my gosh, the intelligence community believes that these aluminum tubes are proof that Saddam Hussein is going to have a mushroom cloud. So it, it's not, you know, there, there were intelligence professionals who were behind the scenes saying, no, wait, these aluminum tubes are not for nuclear weapons. They're mm-hmm. for rockets. They, you know, they have a known use. Um, but as they were trying to make as they were trying to win that argument behind closed doors the administration and whoever leaked it to the new york times which was probably also the administration were preempting that discussion by saying the story is that these aluminum tubes are for nuclear weapons so it's not so much that the cia is horrible or or no intelligence people got it right on mm-hmm. precisely this point in 2002 because they did it's that this Process of doing a formal review can be short-circuited when people uh, release anonymous leaks to the press and and say, "Here's what the answer is. We already know. We don't. You know, you don't have to wait for the report. Here's the answer."
0: Because these NIEs, these National Intelligence Assessments, this is essentially uh, what, what is it like seventeen different intelligence agencies that all sort of. Put their uh, their various intelligence into one place in this report, and then, at least in the case of Bush, they they cherry picked uh, the concerns about the aluminum tubes, but they didn't tell uh, anyone about the mitigating information uh, about those tubes that they might not be for WMD. Right? Is that summarize it accurately?
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. There were two agencies that said, "Wait a second. We don't buy this aluminum tube story." That. What's called a dissent, or it's mm-hmm. called a fo- I mean, it's been called a footnote. It's actually a, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's a text box where it said, Here's what the State Department's intelligence people think. Mm-hmm. um Department of Energy with the other dissenter um, But y- you know it, it, um Ron Wyden complains forever that people, you know, more than half of his colleagues did not read the NIE. Mm-hmm. They got their news, they got their argument from what Dick Cheney said on, on you know, on the Sunday shows, right. and so they all voted for the Iraq war without saying, wait a second, the intelligence case, isn't it? you know, so the entire point of the NIE is to summarize these and alert uh, the people who read it if there are big dissents, and th- there were at least significant dissents on key issues, mm-hmm. and those got... Kind of drowned out, and didn't, you know, most people didn't consider them before they voted for what has been a catastrophic uh, 13-year war. Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And which brings me now to what you cite as uh, this term that was used in the Washington Post report: this consensus. Uh, from us. intelligence agents that in fact uh, Russia was involved in the 2016 election, either to disrupt it or uh, you know more seriously, uh, help Donald Trump against Hillary Clinton. So uh, you 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 described consensus as a term of art here in uh, when describing these types of secret reports publicly. So w- what do you mean by term of art? and why is that why did that word trigger? Uh, at least some alarm on Friday night for you
2: well um, just as an example there was a report on October 7th mm-hmm. that uh, re- was re- they, it was released under the the headings of uh, Department of Homeland Security and Office of Director of National Intelligence but at least that was presented as a consensus what was supported by that report was was effectively Russia did it Right. Mm -hmm. They weren't getting into Russia did it to, you know, to help Donald Trump take over the world. They said Russia did it. Right. Um, And and so that was a document, at least as we've been led to understand it, that that the entire intelligence community, particularly agencies like the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which is investigating this, that everyone was willing to sign off on. Um, What the what the anonymous report on Friday suggested is somebody said, not just said it's consensus, but also said it's, you know, it's basically quite clear that the reason why Russia did this is is ex- is to get Trump elected, mm-hmm. even though the next paragraph later they said, well, there are some disagreements. There are minor disagreements. And it, it just seemed fairly clear that what was being presented as a statement that everyone in the the intelligence community could buy off on probably wasn't. Something everyone was yet buying off on, and sure enough, the next day the same reporters came up and showed how how many more concerns about the quality of evidence. I think that the FBI had.
0: So there is still. So there still remains a disagreements about the intelligence within the intelligence report that we have yet to see. Uh, and then, B, what you what you cite is that, uh, well, essentially, you're suggesting that these are Democrats here who have an interest in getting out this uh, concern about Russia. In other words, to sort of say, hey, it's not our fault. We lost. Russia stole it from us. Uh, is that the concern that uh, you have in looking at these reports at this time or on Friday night, that they're not being accurately uh, spelled out for the American people because there's folks with an agenda here?
2: Well, I'll add one, which is that um, I and other people, including the former ambassador to Russia, Mike McFaul, and Mm -hmm. um, Michael Hayden, former CIA NSA director, have both suggested that a more likely explanation than either just tampering or deliberately getting getting, uh, Trump elected is that, uh, Putin was retaliating for what he sees as—and I'm not agreeing with Putin on on all of these—but for what he sees as covert tampering to undermine his own government, Ukraine's Russian r- Russian mm-hmm. favoring government in 2014, Gaddafi in 2011, and uh, Bashar al-Assad in 2012, and 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 three of those, of course, Hillary. Was involved in the dis, you know, the, 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 there were protests in Russia in 2011 that mm-hmm. Putin explicitly blamed Hillary for at the time. And so, um, Putin thinks that the US government has been tampering in other, has, has basically been attempting and in some cases, uh, succeeding in regime change that, uh, conflict with Russian interests. And Hillary has been involved in most of those. And so, It is not a a big stretch to believe that that Putin would go out and retaliate against that. And the reason that third element is important is, one, because it's still not one of the ones that CIA is is reportedly considering, which seems kind of nutty, until you consider that those are all CIA covert operations to the extent that they exist. I'm not saying anything Mm -hmm. about Ukraine or or Russia, but, but we know that the CIA has has trained a bunch of so-called moderate rebels to overthrow Bashar al-Assad in Syria. Um, And so if it is, in fact, the case, you know, if that's why Putin did it, then um, how does the calculus on the value of those operations change?
0: So in other words, uh, what well, so you're saying, well hey, at least as as Putin might be viewing it, we've done it, the US has done it, the US has tried to influence other elections in this case uh Ukraine 2014 within the the Russian sphere of influence that the US has tried to do it. So uh Russia might feel that it's, it's perfectly appropriate for them to do so as well.
2: Well, that's that's the start of it and I and I do think that's what Putin thinks. Um But 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 more importantly, um, you know, the U.S. has always gotten away with the CIA engaging in covert activities overseas, Mm -hmm. and never has the blowback. I mean, there's been incredible blowback, right? Arguably 9-11 was blowback from a CIA CIA covert operation Mm -hmm. targeted at Russia, right? But um, none of it has blown back in this way, that somebody would come and tamper, successfully or not, Mm -hmm. with our democratic elections to... You know, and then you get into the fact that, that Trump is just gravy for Putin, right? You know, Trump is also an authoritarian. Trump also wants to be a petro Trump uh, doesn't think that uh, internal repression is a big... He loves it, right? He celebrates it with President Duterte in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So, I you know, I think that it, it's a very different conversation. Um, and, it, it, and should it be, though? That's the other question, Brad, is like, Russia hacked. One of our presidential candidates' uh, networks, and then leaked it in an attempt to do something. Uh, you know, it's it, it, until people until we're. I mean, one thing that at least the White House has claimed is that Russia did not succeed at, or did not even apparently try on election day to kind of go into the voting systems and change actual actual totals, um, which was the real fear, right? That that Russia would go in and just kind of wipe right. out the vote. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep saying, "Well, why do we need Russia to do that? We have the, the Republicans to
0: do that." Well, and you have insiders, um, and and to be frank, I don't know uh, what the evidence that there uh, that they that leads them to believe that that did not happen. Uh, to be frank, because they won't let us count the damn ballots, but that's for the next segment. Uh, what what happened?
2: Uh, great segue, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I, I want to ask you actually because you're in Michigan, I do want to ask you about that specifically. But I, I want to. I'm trying to understand what happened. Now, in other words, what is new now? This intelligence assessment, as uh, I believe you highlight, actually was given to these uh, senators back in September. And suddenly now uh, it it makes its way to the media. And there's this new idea that uh, he's not just trying to or Russia is not just trying to disrupt, but was specifically pulling for Donald Trump. So I'm trying to figure out, A, what is that new information that uh, supports the idea that they were uh, pulling for Donald Trump. And since you have been following this so closely, Marcy Wheeler, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, Russia did this, Russia did that. But as far as I can tell, the public information shows, you know, some IP addresses in Russia that could either be non-state actors uh, you know, just people who live in Russia or even people who live elsewhere. I hate to support Donald Trump in any of this, but, you know, he says it could be a guy in New Jersey. Well, it could be a guy in New Jersey spoofing IP addresses in Russia, at least according to the available public information. And you've seen more of it than me. So, so help me out, clarify what I'm understanding and not understanding on all of that.
2: So um, first, as to whether and how Russia hacked or what the claim behind Russia hacking is, um you're right that what the main part of the argument has always been these democratic targets got fished so they got emails that said click this link and do x y and z Um, in most cases it was a gmail Parent gmail link saying change your password which happens all the time and
0: amateurs can do that you don't need a state operation to send a right. phishing email and as podesta seems to have answered it and and given away his uh, entire email uh, collection
2: right and what 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 is unique about these fishes or the reason people believe these fishes have the specific mark of russia um one is the fishes themselves mm-hmm. are um Are servers and specific kinds of codes that that this Russian intelligence agency has used in the past. Mm -hmm. Another one is that once once whoever the hacker was that got inside, the way in which the documents were infiltrated again, tools that Russian that Russia has been known to use in the past. Mm -hmm. um, There there are people who are technical experts who still aren't sold. So you know the people there are two groups of people who don't. Who have followed this closely? Who don't agree that this is a slam dunk against Russia? One is there are technical people who say, yeah, you know, you can steal Vladimir's hammer and use it to build a house, and you'll blame Vladimir for it when in <laughs> fact somebody else built the house, right? Right. Um, which is what, which is, which is, which is the scenario you're describing. The other people who disagree um, point to Julian Assange, who has repeatedly said it wasn't Russia, um, assuming that he knows everything about the provenance of how he got the documents. So yeah, and he, he yeah, see.
0: he can't know. I mean, somebody might have given it to him. He doesn't know where it actually where they came from. So, yeah, go ahead.
2: Right. Um, although Craig Murray used to be UK ambassador to Uzbekistan, said he knows the person who gave them to Assange, and that person is a DNC insider. I don't know. That's the other argument for why
1: a, for
0: dem- why a he democratic, might Not believe it. A Democratic Party insider. He's claiming yes. that is the source for Assange and WikiLeaks. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so what, what happened uh, now? What, you know. Yeah. What, what happened now that this suddenly has upped all of this from where we were last September?
2: Well, what happened now is one Clinton loss. I think everybody involved assumed that Clinton was going to win, in which case you cannot make the strongest case about Russia um, because you've got the entire Clinton administration to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. That opportunity has been shot because Clinton lost and Trump is getting all set to take over. Another really critical thing is um, Trump refuses to get briefings from these people. And he suggested, oh, I'm going to replace all these people at CIA. So, um, you know, one of the things that is happening is CIA is looking towards an administration where Trump um, pretty much uh, mm-hmm. ignores them, although he's already named, a, you know, a, a close Pence. Buddy, to to be CIA director, so it's not like he doesn't want a CIA. He just he, he's talked to you know. I think CIA rightly worries that there's going to be a cleaning of the house of people um, that are there now, and mm-hmm. that's that's doing, that you know. You can argue that CIA is dangerous, but having them cleaned out and replaced with political actors is even more dangerous, right? And, and that, you know there is a real concern that that's what he wants to do,
0: right? And doing um, away with the evidence, good, bad, or otherwise, that uh, should eventually be examined by the public on all of this,
2: right? Um, and then, um, and then the the other thing that's new now is that Obama said we're going to do a review, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, CIA wanted to. Um, most generous CIA and people who seem to be Democratic senators um, and some Democratic uh, House members who've also gotten these briefings more recently. Um, but but one of the things that has changed is that um, President Obama said, we're going to do a review, mm-hmm. and boom, just like happened on September 8, 2002, people tried to preempt the process that the intelligence community is going to spend the next month doing by saying, here's the result." And mm. and frankly, you know, like, I, I could see CIA wanting us to think that it was um, Putin trying to get Trump elected rather than thinking that it was Putin retaliating for things the CIA has done. Mm. I could see why CIA would want that. Right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, which is why I think the fact that no one is mentioning or not, not that no one is leaking to the press, that, that is that has been under consideration because publicly, Russia watchers always point back to that 2011 him blaming Hillary Clinton for protests against him, mm-hmm. um, which he saw as you know, and I'm not endorsing this view, but he mm-hmm. clearly saw as a Hillary U.S. therefore presumably CIA backed attempt to weaken his government, right?
0: It, yeah. Same kind of
2: thing that we're talking about here.
0: Yeah. And so that- uh, yeah. Well, no, that 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 makes sense. Uh, I've got got just a a minute or so here, Marcy Wheeler. So let me get your thoughts on this, because this is a disconnect. We're going to talk about it in the next segment. But this is just a disconnect that's kind of blowing my mind. I know that you live in Michigan uh, and and all of these explosive allegations are now coming around, coming about at the exact same time. That Republicans in Michigan have successfully argued in court to stop the hand counting of the presidential election results in the race, uh, after Green Party Jill candidate, uh, uh, Green Party candidate Jill Stein, uh, notably not Hillary Clinton and the Democrats, had sought those counts due to concerns. Uh, of, among other things, hacking of voting and counting systems. So how on one sense, do we justify this this charge, this outrage from Democrats about Russia hacking our elections, pushing for Donald Trump uh, on on one hand, uh, and demanding this information be made public, but the failure by those very same Democrats to insist on a publicly verifiable count of the results of the election so we can find whether it was hacked or not, whether it's, you know, by Russia or by anyone else. Uh, this is a huge disconnect to me that I'm sure you can help me understand, Marcy. <laughs> I,
2: can't, I can't help you understand. And I I even think that um, the data to really understand what happened to the election um, it was Hillary's data, and I don't think uh, local. Because I was a I was a poll watcher, mm-hmm. uh, voter protector on on the election. So, you know, after the election, I was being asked, "Tell me what happened." The all your reports during election day, we don't have them anymore. So I had to repeat all the things I remembered happening during while I was you know in the polls for five six hours. Um, your the, report, the, your di- it, written has,
0: hang on, wait wait written reports that disappeared.
2: No no no, they're they're just they belong to Hillary. Uh-huh. Rather than to the local party, so I for see. the local party to do something. And by the way, uh, this is happening as I'm sure you've probably covered. Uh, the the Republicans said we couldn't have a recount because it would cost too much money. They right. said it might cost five million dollars. And at the same time as they were making those claims, they have been pushing through a voter suppression bill, the you know voter ID bill, yep. new one mm-hmm. um, that to make it constitutionally. Found, mm-hmm. they are spending ten million dollars <laughs> on. So can't a- can afford five million dollars to count the vote. Can't afford ten million dollars to suppress the vote. <laughs> and the woman who's pushing that through is the single Republican in the state of Michigan who's screaming fraud, 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 fraud to justify her bill. Right. She's going to be my um, my county clerk. Starting uh, starting in January. But, uh, My uh, vote's never gonna come
0: again. And and those are the same ones who are saying fraud, 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 except in the actual election here, no fraud whatsoever, no reason to look at all. And and you know, why I, I beat up on Republicans all the time for this, but in this case it's really the Democrats, you know. The the they're in Michigan. They're claiming that it was, uh, you know, Jill Stein is not an aggrieved party, therefore she's not entitled to account, even though it was incredibly close in Michigan. But Hillary Clinton, the Democratic candidate, she is clearly aggrieved, and yet neither she nor the Democrats are yelling and screaming about verifying the results, even while they're making these claims about russia hacking the election i don't understand that disconnect
2: no and you know and and i don't know i also don't understand the entire time like it is a tremendous problem that russia was hacking hillary and that you know there was some i never understood the theory by which these leaked documents were going to affect the election Mm -hmm. particularly given that all these other FOIA documents and jim comey was going to go on tv and talk about how reckless hillary and her aides were with you know Mm -hmm. um i I never understood that model but the whole time that was going on everyone was saying russia 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 Russia, and not north carolina wisconsin uh you know they Mm -hmm. they, we know because circuit courts around the country wrote Mm -hmm. opinions that said somebody is tampering with the vote Mm -hmm. and and it said the north carolina gop tampering with the vote Right. Wisconsin GOP tampering with the vote. They tried to uh, prevent single ticket voting, mm-hmm. uh, uh, straight ticket voting here in Michigan. Tampering yep. with the vote. You know th- where was that complaint? Because we don't need Vladimir Putin to steal our elections. There are plenty of people here in the United States who are, who courts have found are doing it, <laughs> and yet this is not the primary issue, right?
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, that that was actually one of the reasons why, uh, you know, I'm concerned about this focus on Russia in this, because if you can prove that, oh, Russia didn't hack it or we don't have evidence that Russia hacked it, that means our election was perfectly fine and was safe and there was no insiders tampering. There was no voter suppression. Everything's fine once you rule out. Uh, Russia. And by the way, that also doesn't rule out all of these other countries who would also have an interest in in manipulating our elections. It's just it's I'm having trouble uh, making sense of it. And uh, sounds like you are, too. Marcy uh Marcy Wheeler.
2: <laughs> have I teed you up perfectly for the next segment? You
0: have indeed. Thank you. Uh Marcy Wheeler, thank you as ever for all you do. I suspect you're going to your work is going to be as important as ever at emptywheel.net and on the Twitters where people should follow you, also at Empty Wheel. Thanks for all you're doing, and I suspect we will be talking to you much in the coming years. Thanks, Marcy.
2: Take care, Brad.
0: All right. Speaking of which, a quick break and we're back with uh these court decisions uh, saying, no, there will be no counting in Michigan or Pennsylvania, uh, and uh, and all worse. <laughs> all of that straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman on the Bradcast. <laughs> back to the broadcast Brad Friedman from bradblog.com uh it, it it is absolutely maddening this this disconnect that i was talking about with Marcy <laughs> between wanting to investigate uh, oh what did Russia do to our elections but then not wanting to investigate what anyone did to our elections uh Desi Doyon, I forgot to say hello to you oh earlier. hello yes i am here i didn't here. forget I, I was busy I actually
1: it was some stuff you had to talk about
0: indeed um, this. Um, so here's where we are uh, as of uh, airtime right now in Michigan, in Pennsylvania and in Wisconsin with the uh, so-called recounts they are in effect over at least if the various court rulings uh, that are now in place in all three states all now stand which I think they are likely to do at this late date alright let's start in Michigan Uh, Late on Friday, as I mentioned, uh, the the Michigan Supreme Court denied Jill Stein's motion to appeal a three Republican judge appeals court panel that had ordered the recount that had begun in Michigan and ran for about three days with the approval of a federal judge. That appellate court ordered that the uh, hand count of paper ballots be stopped immediately Last week, on the grounds that uh, Jill Stein was not an aggrieved party, that she had no right to ask for this hand count in the first place of these paper ballots that had otherwise never been counted by human beings, only tabulated by optical scanners, either correctly or incorrectly, no one could know unless the paper ballots are actually counted by humans. But because she was not an aggrieved party, according to state law and according to that uh, three Republican Judge Court, she has no right in the first place to seek the post-election hand count of paper ballots that had otherwise been tallied on those computers. That, even though Donald Trump's margin over Hillary Clinton in the state was just over 10,000 votes out of some 5 million cast, and the fact that during the three days that counting was allowed in Michigan to go on uh, early last week, tens of thousands of ballots in hundreds of precincts across the state were deemed, quote, unrecountable, unquote, under an arcane Michigan state law that disallows precincts To be counted in a recount if there are any mismatches, even a single ballot mismatch between the number of votes, uh, the number of voters, I should say, signed into the uh, into the poll books and the number of ballots sealed in the ballot boxes. Now, there's all kinds of reasons those numbers could be off for completely legitimate reasons, but those reasons don't matter. If they're off by one vote, that's that. Hundreds, they cannot be counted. In a recount, hundreds of precincts in Detroit alone were deemed unrecountable during those three days, despite tens of thousands of ballots uh, said to have contained no vote at all for president, about twice as many presidential undervotes as had been reported in the 2008 and 2012 elections. But we are now likely to never know if those ballots contain votes for president or not. Again, tens of thousands in Detroit and Wayne County. Uh, which otherwise reportedly went to Clinton over Trump by a two-to-one margin, we will not know because the Michigan State Supreme Court has now denied Jill Stein's appeal. They denied that appeal late on Friday by a vote of three to two. It was a split decision. Two judges uh, who who had made Republican president uh, president elect Donald Trump, as they call him in uh, AP calls him, uh, who had made his list of possible. US. Supreme Court nominees had recused themselves from the case as Jill Stein had requested. Uh, but she still ended up losing in a 3 to two decision. The Michigan Secretary of State said on Friday that because the recount was halted before it was finished, the original results that were certified on November 28, those will stand, those will be sent to uh, to Congress and the electoral college. Donald Trump, according to the original unverified results. Again, completely unverified by human beings, beat Hillary Clinton in the state by uh, officially by 10,704 votes out of about five million cast, according to the secretary of state's office. Jill Stein issued a statement late Friday saying she was disappointed in the decision by the Michigan Supreme Court not to hear the appeal. So they didn't even hear the appeal. They just rejected even hearing it. Uh, Although she added, uh, we are not surprised given the political motives of the majority on the court. The fact is, she says that in Michigan, political cronyism, bureaucratic obstruction and legal maneuvering have run roughshod over the democratic process. A recount should not be this difficult or controversial, she says. It should be automatic. If you take money out of a bank, the teller counts it twice. And the second time, they count it in front of your eyes. It should be well understood that something as important as a presidential election requires a basic level of quality assurance and verification. And yet, the three days of recounts unearthed serious flaws in our voting system. And the decision on Friday, she said, creates more cause for unease. 87 optical scan uh, scan machines failed on election de- on election day in Detroit alone. Many in communities of color and due to state law almost half of Detroit's votes can't even be recounted. The protracted resistance to a recount only reinforces the perception that Donald Trump's cronies and the entrenched powers in the state either benefit from this broken system or have something to hide. That's the state of Michigan. If we have some time I'll I'll play I'll, I'll share with you um An account of one of the counters (laughs) in Michigan uh, trying to uh, get those ballots hand counted and the obstructionism that was going on by uh, Trump's attorneys, Republican attorneys that were flown in apparently from all across the country. He described their Brooks Brothers suits and how they were keeping anybody from being able to count anything. They spent hours just sitting there listening to objections by those attorneys See if I have some time for that. All right. That is Michigan. So Michigan uh, and its electoral votes will go apparently to Donald Trump on uh, December 19 when the Electoral College votes. If, in fact, the electors vote that way, which we don't know yet. But uh, in any event, that's Michigan. In Pennsylvania today, a U.S. district court judge, a federal judge, has rejected Jill Stein's bid for a Pennsylvania statewide recount or hand count of whatever existing paper ballots actually exist and of um, and of the uh, and a forensic analysis of the touchscreen systems and the tabulators that exist across most of the state. Most of the ballots, most of the votes in Pennsylvania could not even be counted if it was ordered by a, a federal court. So this from uh, U.S. District Judge Paul Diamond, a uh, a George W. Bush appointee today, for whatever that's worth. Uh, He wrote in his decision uh, ruling out a statewide hand count on uh, on the federal level. He wrote, Unsuccessful Green Party candidate Jill Stein and Pennsylvania voter Randall Wrights allege that because Pennsylvania's voting machines might have been hacked during last month's election, I must order the Commonwealth to conduct a recount of the votes cast for president. He says there are at least six separate grounds requiring me to deny plaintiff's motion. Most importantly, there is no credible evidence that any hack occurred and compelling evidence that Pennsylvania's voting systems was not voting system was not in any way compromised. Moreover, plaintiffs' lack of standing, the likely absence of federal jurisdiction, and plaintiffs' unexplained, highly prejudicial delay in in seeking a recount are all fatal to their claims for immediate relief. Further, plaintiffs have not met any of the requirements for the issuance of a mandatory emergency injunction, finally granting the relief plaintiffs seek would make it impossible for the Commonwealth to certify its presidential electors by December 13 as required by federal law. There is some debate about whether December 13 is, in fact, uh, the date that states must, in fact, certify their electors and uh, their results. Uh, but in any case, uh, he cites that as federal law, thus inexcusably disenfranchising some six million Pennsylvania voters if this count and this examination were to proceed as the computer scientists have begged and pleaded for. For all these reasons, writes the judge, I am compelled to refuse plaintiff's request for injunctive relief. He also went on in his 31-page opinion to say that Jill Stein's request, quote, borders on the irrational. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Don't look at me like that, Desi. Well, I'm just, i my, my I just mouth is a agape. Borders it on yeah.
1: Irrational when he <clears> totally ignored the testimony and the, the submitted by the computer scientists. I yeah, guess he, he says, considers them to be irrational as well. Yeah,
0: it borders on the irrational to suspect hacking occurred in Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: So he ignored uh, yeah. when the
1: computer scientist said, yes, we can get this forensic audit of the machines done in time. We believe mm-hmm. that we can. The judge flat out said he doesn't believe that that yeah. can happen. He ignored the computer scientists. These are experts who have far greater expertise than this judge, I am certain. Mm-hmm. He ignored their testimony that said, hey, we can't tell until we can get to the evidence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he says, oh, there's no evidence. Yeah. Unbelievable. <sighs>
0: I wish someone had warned America about this possibility uh, prior to now. <laughs> uh, let's see. In a uh, Stein, uh, in her statement, she said, "Let's see uh, that uh, the lawsuit, um, d- the lawsuit had read, had cited the state's incomprehensible labyrinth and impossibly burdensome election regime." Uh, as being a disaster for ordinary voters, no way to tell if Pennsylvania votes were counted accurately. The truth is, it's really not difficult to learn. She says, simply count the paper ballots in the optical scan districts and permit a forensic examination of the voting systems in touchscreen districts, which, in fact, has happened at least once actually well, actually happened twice. The, uh, the 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 computer scientist who was working on certifying new touchscreen systems back in, uh, Uh, in in Pennsylvania some years ago was showing how these touchscreens couldn't be hacked. He was demonstrating that to someone, and he accidentally hacked the results during the demonstration. So then they went and they said, well, okay, we better use a different system. Uh, But then uh, some years later, in 2011, there was a forensic study done in one county, uh, Venango County, that found that, in fact, there had been an unknown computer accessing the central tabulator for hours at a time on multiple occasions. Uh, but other than that, it borders on the irrational, according to the judge, the U.S. federal uh, district judge, uh, to suspect that hacking could have occurred in Pennsylvania. And I guess it also borders on the irrational to think that any election insiders without hacking would just want to change the results. That's crazy talk, apparently. Um, <laughs> so uh, Stein notes that on Friday... <clears throat> uh, President Obama took the extraordinary step to order a full review of hacking-related activity aimed at disrupting the 2016 presidential election amid increasing doubt over the security, accuracy, and fairness of the U.S. election system. And uh, she said the announcement is yet the latest indication of the public's lack of trust in the voting election system, as multiple irregularities have already been discovered during the, 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 the aborted recounts in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, and in, and in Wisconsin which uh, is described as a political horror show in The New York Times today. She says, underscoring the need for reform of the election system. If the president, the Democratic Party, the Republican Party and the CIA are concerned about hacking, they should put their full weight and authority behind an independent and transparent forensic audit of the machines and counting of the paper ballots. Stein said, let's move forward with examining the many problems that have already come to light in this recount, including and especially the preferential machine failure, human error and uncounted votes already evident in the under resourced communities of color. Uh, She cites Donald Trump and the GOP allies as uh, doing everything they can to block the count in Pennsylvania. They have used Pennsylvania's decentralized and bureaucratic election system to suppress the recount, she says, after news broke last week that Donald Trump's lead in the state had fallen uh, from roughly 70,000 to 49,000 votes within .3 of triggering an automatic statewide recount. The Trump campaign filed a legal objection in state court. Uh, arguing that a recount would somehow put Pennsylvania at grave risk and that lawyers for the Republican Party have been crisscrossing the state to fight recounts in courthouses from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh in Montgomery County, for example. She said Republican lawyers allege that several voters could not file their recount affidavits because, remember, Pennsylvania law is so horrible, is so shameful, is so terrible that it requires three voters in each precinct to file a notarized affidavit and pay $50, uh, affidavit and find $50 uh, filing fee to get a count only in that one precinct. So Republican lawyers were saying that uh, these... uh, These people who had filed had not paid their $50 fee, even though, according to Stein, that they had paid almost double that fee. Trump surrogates have argued that it would require 27,000 voters in all of the state's 9,000 plus precincts to request a recount in order for the voters in any single precinct to be recounted.
1: Wow. So all have to file in order for one to be able to be recounted.
0: That's what, at least that's, that's what the what Republican the Trump, yeah.
1: and Trump re- lawyers were yep. arguing. Wow. It's amazing the resources and the people that the Republicans were willing to put toward fighting a recount in Pennsylvania. I wonder if anybody else might have had lawyers and resources that could have helped with that. I well, can't think I of know. anybody. Yeah. Uh, they, they're they're busy. Blank.
0: Yeah. A Stein attorney said Pennsylvania places an absurd and unacceptable barrier to Democratic participation. Voters don't know if their votes count and there is no way for them to find out. Uh, we cannot hide democracy inside a black box. Well, we have done so. And it has been done so not just in Michigan and in Pennsylvania, but also in. In the great state of Wisconsin, the Badger State uh, has now certified, uh, as we went to air here, so I haven't got to look at the numbers, the final numbers yet, but the state Wisconsin Election Commission has uh, now certified Donald Trump's victory over Hillary Clinton today. In that state, uh, following what uh, what suffices for a recount, Uh, Before we went to air today, the Wisconsin Election Commission had reported that Trump, and it's interesting how this works, uh, Trump had picked up 628 votes across the state. Uh, Hillary Clinton had an increase of 653 votes across the state. Uh, Jill Stein picked up 68 votes, but that does not actually tell us how many miscounted votes there were. And this is something I've been trying to warn about for years. For example, it happened up in uh, New Hampshire during the uh, 2008 primary election uh, count. There was thousands of votes that were miscounted by the optical scan systems up in New Hampshire. But the way it works, if, uh, let's say, the the, the optical scan systems had 100 extra votes for Donald Trump in one county or in one precinct, and 100 too few votes for Hillary Clinton. Well, if you add that all together, it's zero votes. It's a perfect count. That's how election officials, if you take away Donald Trump's 100, you add Hillary's 100, well, there was no change in the vote total. That's the way they the margin remains exactly the same. That's the way they actually uh, report on this in the media and the way the states do it. The state election officials, they don't want to say that uh, things were counted terribly wrong in any event. uh, So uh, Trump picked up six twenty eight. Clinton picked up six fifty three.
1: And we don't know why these votes, how they came out of nowhere, well, that and, weren't there before.
0: Well, we, we might if we look in each uh, particular place, but we only know uh, that the only, uh, essentially, the only areas that were hand-counted were largely the smaller, rural, largely Republican-leaning counties. They're the only ones that hand-counted the paper ballots. The large Democratic-leaning uh, towns and counties, Milwaukee. They just ran the same paper ballots through the optical scan system all over again and they counted them either correctly or incorrectly. Who knows? There is some attempt now to try to get at these optical scan uh, systems apparently create an what's called an image uh, a ballot image an electronic photograph of the ballot. There's uh, an effort to try to uh, by citizens to try to get at those so that they can do an actual Manual, overseeable count, at least of those electronic images. That effort may move forward, but um, the uh, the headline, as I say, that just flew across the tw- the twitters, is that Trump is certified as the winner in the state of Wisconsin, following for what now suffices as a recount in the only state to do any any kind of actual statewide post-election count. Of election results this year, underscoring once again why we have got to get it right on election night. There are no do overs, no post election audits, no such thing as a recount. You got to get it right on election night. If you want to publicly count the ballots, do it right then and there at the precinct with all the parties watching and the results posted then and there because there is no later break and we're back with more i'm brad this is the bradcast hey this is brad given the outcome of the 2016 election we really need your support now more than ever this is not a drill it never was please consider supporting whichever progressive media outlet is serving you Most, just like us, do not receive corporate or political support. We all need your support to keep up the resistance, now more than ever. From Desi Doyen and myself, thank you. On December 7th, 2016... I volunteered as an observer with Recount Michigan 2016. I showed up at 9 a.m. sharp in the heart of Detroit in heavily Democratic Wayne County, Michigan. It was a bloodbath. This is from a piece from Nick Sharp uh, last week, late, late last week at Medium. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Sharp goes on to say, I did not count a single vote during my entire first hour shift. Trump's legal team was there in force, circling the room like sharks. They were challenging everything, gumming up the works and disqualifying whole precincts. I was only aware of a single Green Party attorney plus one law student in my large room. Many challenges had one or more Trump lawyers speaking with election officials and no legal advocate present for the other side. They were simply outnumbered and outgunned. Every recount table had one to two Trump observers present, each one holding written scripts to challenge every single precinct regardless of the fact. Even if uh, he writes, even if the uh, challenge is clearly contrived, still, it has to be recorded on the spot. The civic employees must fill out a form in longhand and write up the report also in longhand before they can go back to work and counting ballots. He says, I sat at my table for a full hour before our first box of ballots was even unsealed. Around the time our first box was finally getting unsealed, an exasperated election official shouted an announcement to the room. The election official announced that Trump's head lawyer had just filed a blanket challenge uh, in Lansing. So and here he says he's uh, paraphrasing from memory, quote, all precincts have already been challenged. You don't have to read your scripts anymore. We're not writing down the challenges. If you still want to read them, go ahead and read them. But we're not writing them down anymore. If you tell us to write them down, we're not going to do it. Nonetheless, he says, Trump observers kept reading their challenges and civic employees kept counting ballots, trying to concentrate on the count. A miscount of one in a thousand could and did disqualify entire precincts from the recount. Thousands of votes and and, and, and hours of counting were disqualified if even one ballot in a thousand was missed amid the chaos in the room. Where did all these Republican lawyers come from, he asked. They look like they walked in straight out of a Brooks Brothers catalog. Sound familiar? Yes. I told you this was sounding more and more like 2000. Was it last week? I said it sounded more like 2000 than even 2004. Yep. He, he concludes, I can only speak from my own experience, but I wonder where there similar swarms of Republican lawyers in the red counties challenging everything? Well, they were ready to go. And the uh, Democrats were nowhere to be found, and the uh, Green Party had to scramble <clears throat> to come up with any type of infrastructure to to manage something like this, which is just unprecedented across three states. And in the end, um, the Republicans won. The ballots weren't counted. We will never really know who won or lost the 2016 uh, presidential election Uh, at least according to the electoral votes in in those three states. (sighs) we got to do better. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to my guest today, Marcy Wheeler of EmptyWheel.net, and to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's program, download it, as well as all of them, at uh, bradblog.com for free anytime or your favorite uh, podcast site like iTunes, where we hope you'll give us a good review, make it a little easier for everyone else to find what we're doing here as well. You can drop me email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. And I'm on the Facebooks and the Twitters. Please share at the BradBlog. That is it. Until we meet again, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.